G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Peace is one of those things, well, who doesn't want peace in their lives? Freedom from conflict. But imagine what a blessing it must be to have peace at home. A family that thrives on peace instead of being lost in conflict. I'm Bernie Diamond, and thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're continuing our look at what it means, what you and I need to do to contribute to building a godly family. And one of the most important parts of that is learning to make peace, to bring peace into your home. Well, it's not always easy, right? So let's head into God's Word to unleash the power of His peace in your family. And please do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you live in that power, the power of God's peace, the power that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. If God offered you anything you wanted in this world, anything at all, what would you ask for? Tough question takes a bit of thinking about a new car, a bigger house, good health, a long life. There are so many things to choose from. What would you choose? Can I tell you something? After the basic provisions of enough air to breathe and water to drink and food to eat and a roof over my head, you know what's right up there for me? Peace. Just being able to live life in peace. If you have a Bible, open it up at 1 Kings in the Old Testament, chapter 22 and verse 17. This is what it says. Micah said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each one go home in peace. There's something, something about being able to go home in peace, to kind of walk in the front door, close it behind you, be in this sanctuary called home and to be able to withdraw from the world with our families and have peace. In fact, my hunch is if you and I did a survey and a peaceful home was one of the things on that list, many a person would choose that. There is such a blessing in a peaceful home. Many a home is torn by strife, discord, disrespect, dissension, and many a family is disintegrating. What if we could have a peaceful home. What a blessing that would be. You ever look around in this world, there are many homes are far from being peaceful. They're a long way from that. And depending on where you live, either divorce is running at almost one in two marriages, or if divorce isn't quite the cultural norm, many a so-called family is no more than two warring adults and a bunch of angry, ill-disciplined children. There's no peace in those places. You, you can't have peace when the people aren't living a peaceful life. There's an interesting statement at the beginning of the Old Testament book of Proverbs. Proverbs is wisdom literature. Have a listen. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. 
When it comes to peace, I had an interesting email from a rebel fighter in a war-torn part of Africa last year. He listened to a program of ours on the radio about the fear of God. Have a listen to what he said. He said, recently I was attending a peace conference. While I was in my hotel room, I turned on the radio. As I was listening to your program, I realised that with no fear of God in our hearts, there will be no peace, no peace at all. This eight minutes were enough to take me to a turning point of my life, as well as in my peace effort in this region. I left the room as a changed man. I've been on the battlefield for 13 years now. I don't know how many people have died because of my gun, but what I know is that I decided to lay down my arms. Isn't that amazing testimony? But do you get it? Peace comes when we fear God. Peace comes when we decide to do it His way. Peace comes when we lay down our guns and stop shooting because deep in our hearts the fear of God has taken root. A right fear, a good fear. When we decide to start living our lives His way, the right way, there's a name for that. It's called righteousness. And that righteousness has a real impact on our home lives. Again, listen to the prophet Isaiah. I'm reading from Isaiah chapter 32, beginning at verse 7. Listen to how he puts it. The effect of righteousness will be peace, and the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, and in quiet resting places. Man, what an incredible blessing. Peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, and quiet resting places. Let me ask you something. Is that something that you want for your home, for your family? When you walk in the front door and close it and shut out the rest of the world out there, is that the sort of home that you want to have? I believe that it is time for us to start building a godly home, to take seriously our responsibility to play our part in making our homes godly. I don't mean being perfect. I mean imperfect people are going to have an imperfect home. Sure, but, but you know something? As we start to get the fear of God happening in our hearts, as we honour God, as we start to decide to live our lives His ways, something happens. It's a bit like that rebel fighter. Peace breaks out. It won't happen overnight. It may take months, even years, to sort through some of the messes we've created. And I know we can't change the past, but we can change from this moment forward. What a blessing a peaceful home is. I've lived in both, a house of conflict and a house of peace. And let me tell you, peace is so much better. There's a price to pay. I can't always have my own way anymore. But you know something? That's good. That's something I had to learn. I'm still learning. I'm absolutely determined to do the best I can to make the home I live in peaceful. Not just for me, but for my wife Jackie and my beautiful daughter Melissa. They're entitled to peace too, you know. Now, there are going to be times when the three of us rub one another the wrong way, when it just doesn't quite work. But today on the program, we're going to be taking a look at some really practical things that we can do to have a godly family and a peaceful home. I was talking recently to a real estate agent who was selling a house for a couple that had just separated. Every week they have the sales meeting with the real estate agent to, to see how the sale's progressing. He was telling me how difficult those meetings were. He said, you can cut the air with a knife. These two detest each other. They couldn't see eye to eye on anything. Why is that? How did that happen? How did things get to such a low point? Let me tell you, that's the inevitable outcome if we live in our families for ourselves, selfishly, what I can get out of it. 
It starts not long after a couple's married. Tiny cracks appear. Battles start. They turn into raging wars and it tears families apart. Life wasn't meant to be lived that way. We weren't meant to live in a war zone called family. And part of what needs to happen in our homes is that each one of us needs to bring ourselves under the authority of God himself. Godly people have the opportunity to build a godly home. It's, it's no slam dunk, by the way. It's no certainty, but at least we have the opportunity. Ungodly people, you've got no show. Let me ask you again. What do you want? Do you want what the prophet Isaiah was talking about? The effect of righteousness will be peace. And the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Is that what you want? Or do you want a home of discord and dissension? I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw ever closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional, a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope, and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet, or computer each and every day. Or, if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. It's completely up to you. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. So go ahead, sign up to receive Fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. Now, we men are a funny breed. We have that whole provider and protector thing going on inside us. Sadly, many of us take that too far and it ends up, well, if not destroying families, then certainly robbing them of all that God means for them to be. And yet, if we just knew how to live that manhood out in a godly way, we could be such a mighty blessing to our families. Now, I truly believe that the husband, the father, the man, has such a great role to play in bringing peace. We men are a funny breed. There's something deep inside us that makes us the protectors and the providers for our families. Most men, not all, but most men are programmed hardwired to provide and protect. Okay, these days women often go out to work and bring an income into the house, and that's great. But it tends to be the man, the husband, the father, who carries the burden of protection and provision around in his heart. Kind of how we blokes are. And even though we men can so often get it wrong, we can become dominating and reclusive and uncommunicative and, in fact, downright abusive. You know, there's something special about the way God's made us. There's something inside us that wants to lead. And that, that is a real asset to our families. I don't know about you, but I want peaceful habitation, secure dwelling, quiet resting place, just like Isaiah was talking about as we looked before the break. And funnily enough, it fits so well with the thing that we men carry around inside us somewhere to be the protector and the provider. Because if we really thought about it, that's the sort of home 
we'd like to provide for our families. I certainly would. And that snug fit, that kind of hand-in-glove thing that's happening here between God's promise of a peaceful home and the man's desire to provide and protect, you know what that tells me? It tells me that we men, husbands and fathers, have a big role to play in bringing this blessing to pass. That's something I'd like to unpack right now, because if the truth be known, there is more than one man listening today for whom it's time to step up to the plate and be a man, to be the man God made him to be, to protect, to provide, to bring peace and blessing to our homes. The notion these days of the man being the head of the household, it's not very politically correct. It's not particularly popular. But the reality is that the man's protector provide a kind of strength fits him well for that role. Not to dominate people, not to abuse power, but to be a godly leader in the home. And there's the key. It's in that adjective, godly. Because an ungodly husband and father can be such a destructive force in the home. He's so strong. He's, his anger is so fierce. It's a part of who he is as a man. A father can be destructive. Have a listen to this bit of godly advice from the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You see that the two sides of the coin in that verse? There's a strength, and you can either use that, Dad, to bring your kids up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, or you can misuse it to provoke anger in your children. Godly strength wrongly applied becomes a harsh reality. And where there is a harsh judgment and treatment from an ungodly man in the home, there can be no peace. The other mistake we make in the 21st century is the mistake of abdication. Many a husband and father walks away from his role as the leader in the home. And that's sad, because as a godly leader, he can bring such an incredible peace and stability and safety and order in this chaotic thing we call family. There are a few different reasons why men walk away sometimes. The first is just they're plain exhausted. They're working long hours to pay off the mortgage. The second is that that it doesn't seem politically correct anymore for him to exercise leadership. We mistake equality between men and women by thinking they're the same. We, We get it all wrong. We think somehow it means that our roles in the home are the same. They're not, because we're different and God planned it that way. The template men have in their heads of the relationship between their mother and father, well, it doesn't work anymore, so they they give up. Kids have been taught to disrespect their parents. That's the third thing. On TV programs, you know, The Simpsons, Dad, Homer is, is this stupid old slob who can never get it right. Society's teaching our kids to defy their parents. And so many a man will abdicate for these reasons. And on top of all that, he's too busy to have a close walk with God. He himself, therefore, isn't godly. So if you're a man, listen up. And if you're a woman, listen up too, because this is important. Men, God made us in a certain way strong with that protector provider instinct for a purpose and the greatest thing that you can do for your family is to get close to God to start praying and reading the Bible and getting close to God so that you can hear his heartbeat it's a beautiful strong beat of a father's heart a constant rhythm and the closer we get to God men the more we rediscover who God made us to be. Actually, being a leader and loving and cherishing our wives and nurturing our children, it ends up coming kind of naturally. It it comes naturally to cherish our wives and instruct our children to nurture them and to discipline them and to protect our families from the things that will upset their peace. The problem is so many men have slipped into bad habits because they're tired, because society's told them that godly ways aren't trendy anymore. Perhaps they're not that trendy. 
But if we surveyed women and asked them if they wanted their husbands to step up to the plate and take up the mantle of leadership, godly leadership, you know what we'd get? A resounding, oh yes, please. It's great for us men to be passionate about our work. But something my wife's been teaching me is that I have to have something left for my family too. Not the leftovers, not the dregs, but something of my best. So if you're a man, if if some of this rings true for you, if it's striking a bit closer to home than you wished it was, here is my encouragement to you today. You, my friend, are God's gift to your wife and to your children. He expects you to lead. He expects you to protect and provide. And when we figure out what that means in our particular family, what we discover is that who we are brings such peace to our homes. And that That's an incredible blessing. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. Families, well, they were always God's idea. And yet families invariably involve conflict. It's not just your family, it's every family, more or less. But how do we turn the more into less, conflict into peace? That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called A Home Blessed with Peace, and it's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you be the one in your family through whom God pours out his peace. Amen. To request your copy, stop by at our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com or just give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 and I'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll free on 1300 722 415. Now we think of men being the stronger sex and the Bible even talks about women being the weaker sex. But some of the strongest people I know are women. And you women, your particular brand of strength can be such an amazing blessing to your families. Before the break, we talked about the man, the husband, the father. What an incredible asset his strength can be in building a godly family and bringing peace to the home. Now it's time to talk about the wife and the mother and the incredible asset that she can be in being the glue that binds the family together into a working unit, the one who makes the home a nurturing environment. But so often the woman feels used and abused. No wonder. In many places and cultures, she's expected to go out and earn income as well. I mean, in Australia at least, the lion's share of housework is still done by women and not men. Hmm. You know, the, the Christian view of male-female relationships can seem, well, old-fashioned. But the more I delve into what the Bible has to say about male-female relationships, the more I realise that whilst maybe we wouldn't quite use the same language today if we were writing it, what God has to say about families and husbands and wives, when you dig beneath the language that offends our 21st century sensibilities and go to the heart of what he's saying, it's as true today as it was when it was written. Have a listen to this. First Peter in the New Testament, chapter 3, verse 7. Husbands, in the same way, show consideration for your wives in your life together, paying 
honour to the woman as the weaker sex, since they too are heirs of the gracious gift of life, so that nothing may hinder your prayers. <laughs> that weaker sex thing makes me smile. You know, women, are, after all, are the ones who have the babies, and the very thought of having a baby is enough to send me into a cold sweat. I mean, I, I go weak at the knees at the thought of what it must be like for a woman to give birth. And then the Bible calls them the weaker sex. Pretty chauvinistic, don't you think? Mm, actually, what the original Greek that sits behind our English translation says is that they are the weaker vessel. And this, this is how I picture this. You know, the big metal vats that they use when they milk cows? You know those big sort of aluminium cans? That's the bloke. And the woman is, is this small, delicate, exquisite vase on the mantelpiece of infinitely more worth, infinitely greater beauty than that big, hard can. And that kind of does it for me, that picture. Men have this, this knockabout strength and robustness about them. They play the game of rugby or football or whatever your code of football is, that sort of bone-crunching thing that they do. Not very much a girl thing, is it? Women, on the other hand, are delicate, they're much more emotional creatures, and for the most part, we men don't get that often. And see, what Peter's writing here to us blokes is this. Just because you appear stronger, just because you've got it in your heads that you're bigger, better, stronger, faster, and this was particularly relevant to the male-dominated patriarchal society that he was writing to, just because you've got this macho picture in your head, don't you for one minute, not for one minute, even begin to think you are somehow better in God's sight. In fact, you'd better honour her. You know, you know what that means? You know what it means to honour someone? It means firstly and foremost to value her. That's why the old marriage vows say love, honour and cherish because she needs to be cherished. And she has this incredible strength, men, that we don't have. So God's calling us here through his word to value her, to honour her, to pay deference and reverence to her. This is very strong language, and there's a sting in the end of this, this last bit for men. Have another listen. Husbands, in the same way, show consideration for your wives. Boy, if only we should show consideration for our wives. Husbands, show consideration for your wives in your life together, paying honour to the woman as the weaker sex, that beautiful vase on the mantelpiece, since they too are heirs of the gracious gift of life. Now, here's the sting so that nothing, nothing may hinder your prayers. Look at how seriously God takes this. People, women play such an amazing role in the building of a godly family and the bringing of peace to the home. But to those of you who are women, I want to say this, I want you to hear that sting in the tail that God puts in his advice to men about how they treat you. I want you to hear how seriously God takes you, how much he cares for you, how much he doesn't mince his words when he's standing up for you. It is time for some women in this world to realise how incredibly important your gentleness and your commitment to your children and your commitment to your husband and your commitment to your home really is in building a godly home. See, in my heart, I think of my wife as the pillar of our family. She's the one that binds it all together. And while I'm out there being a hunter-gatherer, she is binding the family together. She's knocking off some of my rough edges. She's softening who I am. She's helping me to see the children. She is a wonderful asset 
in our home. I want to come back to what we're talking about today. It is about the blessing of a peaceful home. Remember we talked at the beginning of the program about Isaiah chapter 32, beginning at verse 17, where God says this, The effect of righteousness, that is living our lives the right way through Jesus Christ, the effect of righteousness will be peace. And the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. What a beautiful home that would be. God goes on to say, My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Can I encourage you today? It is so worth it to decide as husband and wife, as the leaders of the home, that you are going to have a peaceful home and then to set about using the different gifts, the different skills, the different ways that God has made each of you to be a blessing and to bring that to pass. It doesn't matter how dysfunctional our homes might be. It doesn't matter what mistakes we've made in the past. It doesn't matter how bad things are. God wants his people to live righteously. And the blessing that comes from that is peace and security and a quiet resting place. Ah, man, that is just so worth doing. time for today. But before I go, there's something really important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to live in the peace and the joy, the victory and the love that only come through faith in Jesus Christ. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give today will grow to reach nearly 3,000 people with a gospel message. How incredible is that? That means that a gift today of just $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift of support to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or by calling 1-300-722-415. And when you do get in touch, don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet I mentioned earlier. It's called A Home Blessed with Peace. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.